I was trying all these other other products and other things and I was breaking out and my skin was like like drying out at the same time. And as soon as I got back on the microalgae the the microalgae oil, um, it was it was it was a kind of relief that I audibly made I made noises yeah. as I put it on like oh, oh. and and I've never felt that way about anything I put on my face or body really. Um, until I started using your products, and I think it's not—it's—it's it's knowing that it's—it's it's so healthy, and then it's our body over time using it just knows. Yeah, I'm recognizing. Oh, I'm, I'm getting chills. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, what, what is your? Well, identical um, compounds in it are what gives you like that awe. You know, the the level of sea salt that matches our salt internally, our pH levels. You know, I mean. Um, all of the products have seawater as a base, and our blood is just a saltier version of seawater. Our extracellular fluid is slightly desalinized seawater, and then amniotic fluid is seawater. So when we introduce these marine elements through the dermal system, which is a much more, um, it's much more appropriate to take these nutrients in because the chelation happens, because the skin is a closed system, the chelation happens as it's going and only allows in what you need. Where when you put when you put food in the mouth, you put nutrients in the mouth, the body has to literally mine for the proper diet, proper essential nutrients, and it gets rid of the rest. So that's the beauty of thalassotherapy, which is the basis of all of these products, is the seawater in it and the bioidentical properties to humans. We all know that we've been trip, day tripping to the beach forever, right? We, you have a stressful month, stressful season. Man, let's get away to the beach. But no one really knows what that draw is to the beach. And the closer you get, the closer to get what you're getting in those products is just in the air. It's just there. And, you know, it's, it's for those who can't make it to the beach, those bottles are the beach, all the elements that you get in the ocean coming to your house. Mm. I grew up five minutes from the water. I'm getting chills again just talking about it. And and I think maybe that that's a huge part of it. But I mean for everyone to we all we all have this deep connection to to the ocean, I feel. Well we're also just becoming aware about the connection between longevity, health and blue zones. Blue zones are like, that wasn't a term when I was younger. No one heard about blue zones. But now we understand about the health of coastal, certain coastal communities due to their environment. Mm -hmm. And, and we, you know, we knew that once. You know, the Romans and the Greek, that even fossil therapy goes back that far. And, you know, the bathhouses and, you know, the coast of France and all of the medical tourism and aesthetic tourism, you know, we knew that once. And, um, the blues are, it's, it's amazing. Calorie restriction mimicking is another thing, you know. These things that are coming up around ocean nutrients that are actually just a reveal of what was once known. The calorie restriction mimicking, I think you do it a little bit, right, Matt? Yeah. Absolutely. Mimicking, you know, science just finally proved that fasting works. Fabulous, you know. It's, it's all part of that concept, eat less and live longer. Um, but given, I'm very passionate about that particular subject. Because when we do conferences all the time, we hear, 
what are we going to do to amp up food production for the looming future and all of this population? And, and in my term, that question is backwards. How do we learn to eat less so we don't put as much um, pressure on the planet? How do, we, how do we eat less and still get what we need? And thalassotherapy is a huge part of that system. And that's really revealing itself is a truly responsible diet. And paleo kind of tiptoes around it a little bit. You know, some of these, you know, we see intermittent fasting and stuff like that tiptoes. But it's, it's a huge thing that we're going to have to turn to in the future out of necessity. Well, we believe in fasting. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot out there, like you're saying, about intermittent fasting and the yeah. benefits of that. And just starting there and just doing, you know, little bits is a huge thing. But like you say, making sure you're still getting what you need um, in other ways. Absolutely. Yeah, the dense nutrients. And, and that's the beauty of, like, I know, Matt, you take the pills. These wonderful little pills. Fabulous. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the marine nutrients and, and spirulina, which I know you grew spirulina, which was so neat to watch that. Yeah. Um, those are very dense nutrients. And again, you know, the fish knew that, right? And going back to your algae oil, you know, my favorite line about my algae oil, it's not the fish, it's what the fish eat. Fish don't make the omegas. They don't make those nutrients. They, in, they take them in. So therefore, they're part of their system. You know, so it's it's interesting how all of the things that are coming out around this huge aquaculture movement that's coming to America, because this is a field that we are just getting, I mean, we, we grow 1% of our fish that's on our plate, right? I think that's the number. Wow. You know, we're just tiptoeing in the Serena, and while we're tiptoeing the Serena, we're gonna see all these other things come about. You know, just like, um, you know, all the beautiful, wonderful things that have come up about skin. Well, we know about skin now, and that has everything to do with all the um, skin cancer research that happened forever and ever. And now we understand skin because of that. So when an amazing movement happens, there are these fabulous ramifications that are like these little drops of gold that we don't realize that are going to come out of this movement. And you've got to be there like with your little butterfly net and catch them like, wow, this is fabulous. Absolutely. So I want to go back for a second and talk about fasting because I think there's a lot of, there's been so many fasting fads and then there are ancient fad, uh, fasts. And I think there's a lot of confusion out there as to what people should be doing or could be doing. Um, and, and what's what, what we're talking about, because I've never felt more nourished because I've tried many different types of fasting. Uh, I still, I still practice multiple types of fasting. But this intermittent fasting of having the water you need, having the nutrition you need, but not eating food so that your digestion doesn't go, oh, I need to lay down for a bit and digest. <laughs> so under, under the guise of calorie restriction mimicking, fasting, mimitex, just like exercise, you have very different kinds of exercises that people can engage in, but it still is under the umbrella of exercise. So calorie restriction mimicking is very new, and there's a lot of ways to engage in it exactly like exercise. There's, um, there's time-restricted fasting. Don't eat at dark. Don't eat when it's dark. You only eat when the sun's out. And that goes back to Ayurveda practices. That's an Ayurveda theory. Don't, if the sun's not out, no food in the mouth. That's just that's ancient. 
And then the intermittent fasting, that's just part of it. Um, but all of these, just like exercise, you're different kind of people are going to be drawn to, you know, you have your marathon runners, you've got your, your weightlifters, you've got your swimmers, but they're all active people. So this calorie restriction mimicking that's coming across, there's going to be a lot of different ways that people engage in it. And they're all good. It's like all personalities, they're all good. And the beauty for me when I started engaging in it, it's just like exercise. You take somebody and you're not going to throw them in a gym and say, do it all. You're not going to do that. You're going to say, start walking. Just start walking. And then things happen. They get a little more energy. Then that walking becomes speed walking. And then they realize, wow, wow, wow. They keep feeling better. Then suddenly they're running. So calorie restriction mimicking is the same way. You slowly add these dense nutrients to your life and you don't think about it you don't change anything and then slowly as your body replenishes itself through the, the saying the body's many cries for water we, we don't understand those hydration dehydration cues so as our body becomes hydrated and nourished the pain disappears headaches disappear joint issues disappear and we make that connection wow, that was a dehydration issue. That was a malnutrition issue. And just like exercises, you start exercising, little tiny diseases just kind of go away on their own. Well, the same thing happens through calorie restriction mimicking because I address this in my book. Food is the greatest drug of all. It's the biggest social drug we have. I'm a calorie restriction mimicker and I'm, I'm nearly a hermit. If I go out in the world and I smell food, oh my God, I'm like a drug addict. I want everything and I want it all now. And it messes me up for days. But I've been away from it for so long that I see that trigger. It's like heroin to me. And we don't realize food, the detrimental disasters of a poor diet, they take years to manifest. Diabetes heart disease, they don't show up as a big belly. They're not going to be right under your nose. These are silent, silent killers. And they take forever. And then the medical community addresses that particular little hole in the thread rather than it's a diet issue. And Ayurveda knew this. When the medicine, when, when, what was that I was saying? When the diet is when when um, the diet is wrong, medicine won't help. When the diet is right, medicine's not necessary. You know, nature was brilliant. It put its medicine in food. Oh my God! <laughs> you know, so you know, calorie restriction mimicking gets us back to where we used to be. Food used to be for celebrations, brought people together. It wasn't a daily affair. We didn't have huge feasts every single day. It was because the beauty of calorie restriction mimicking, when you get food out of your system, you stop bombarding your system with food every three hours, four hours, five hours. When you do eat, oh my God, it's like you taste that food. And it is the most luscious food ever because you can taste it. Your taste buds are working because you're not inundating them every day. And then you see food as just what it is and you make great choices and you only want, it's just part 
the process. And it's no different than exercise. You know, three days, five days, seven days, 45 days, um, a year, two years, things just happen just like a super athlete. You know, but for me, day 45 was my existential crisis. For whatever reason, I had to go into a store. And I realized at that moment that not a baby needs to go hungry. Not a mama needs to lose her child because they starved to death. These poor people who live on the edge, which is nearly most of us, who save their little pennies and they go into the store and they have to choose between bottles and bottles and bottles of crap. And this whole, it, it just keeps leading to more consumerism, more consumerism. And when you start engaging in calorie restriction mimicking, your grocery bill goes down, your personal care items go down, your medical needs go down, like all these things just go down and you can live simply and you're not living, you're not working, you know, it's, it's just a different way of engaging in life and you really do look to nature and before you know it, you're growing your own food and you're making your own products and like you don't even need to go to the store anymore. You know, that's awesome. I love it. For me personally, I'm on year five. For me personally, I I think calorie restriction mimicking is, I'm an empath. And one day, all of us are going to have to make really hard choices. And there's going to be a group of people who do know how to help others make that transition. Because change is coming. It's a coming, and it's coming fast. And I'm 52, and I know I'm going to see it in my lifetime. So, you know, right now, like, Alma is made with glass bottles and really mindful packaging because I want to be part of that. I want to be that brand that helps people understand that we need to make a choice right now to you to consume less before we're forced to because no one's going to like that. If we make the choice as human beings just to bring less garbage into our life and to like, you know, our, our greatest, we're in a weird political movement right now and the greatest votes we have is in our pocketbook. That's like, those are very strong votes where you spend every penny. Where, 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 where does that flow of dollar, where does it go? Where is it supporting? What's it doing? I want, you know, that's what I like to watch. I talk to my boys about that all the time. They're like, well, we want to buy, do this experiment, but we need a balloon. And I'm like, well, we don't want to support the balloon industry. Yeah. Vote for that. So we don't buy balloons. And that's a hard, a hard thing to teach children sometimes. But it's a really valuable lesson because everything we buy is a vote. If you're voting to buy something that has an exuberant amount of plastic packaging, that company is going to keep that packaging. Yeah. Um, and they're not going to change. Oh, packaging is like a huge, I mean, it's, it took me a very long time to bring Ama to market and this is my second redesign and, you know, it's until consumers literally stop buying, it's, it's going to keep getting produced. Absolutely. And, And as long as we continue to like choose the cheapest thing, nothing's going to change. You know, like I, my tops do have plastic in it. I took a year. It, it just doesn't exist. A non-plastic top, it just doesn't exist because nobody's forced that market to change. 
Mm -hmm. I just don't have to because people to keep buying. Mm -hmm. And you know, I try to put metal lids on and you don't get bought then, you know? So it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. And, and at some point I had to just put a little bit of my values down and, and you have to make a choice. And, um, but it has to come from the consumers because brands are expected to have a conscience now. We're expected to have a conscience and we're expected to have a mission and like that story. Everybody wants to read the story, especially now we have social media. You can't just have a product. You've got to have the visual story, the written story, and you have to have proof. Like, you know, proof. People, what are you talking about? And, you know, brands with conscience, it's hard. It's hard to do good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a powerful statement, but it's hard to do good. And that's, we all wear Buddha shirts. We, you know, we don't, we don't understand. We don't support those people that are doing really good. And so when we have a chance to purchase and be really mindful consumers, it, the time is now. Mm. And with you raising your boys with that mindfulness, you're saving them so much heartache because one day plastic's going to be a precious commodity. It will happen. Once we stop making it, I, I think that's when we're going to see a shift between the eco-socio-economic classes because the poor people are going to go mine plastic. You know, so it's, it's important that we start to live differently and it, it has to come from the next generation and they have to demand it. They may have to make us do good. Absolutely. Well, and I love, something I love about your products is like for me growing up, you know, I grew up part of my life in the Mediterranean, so I was surrounded by seafood, but I never loved it. Like, I never loved eating fish or shrimp or, and in fact, to be really honest, I, I hated it. <laughs> I was like, I don't want it. I don't like it. And, and in my mind, when I think seafood growing up, it was fish. It was shrimp. It was, you know, th those kinds of things. It wasn't seaweed. It wasn't um, all of these other amazing things that you've drawn out of the ocean to give us to help feed our bodies. And now, even though I'm not a, a lover of eating fish, um, you know, we don't eat fish as a family, um, because we want to, well, you can go more into that, but we, we really don't want to um, have that kind of impact on the ocean. The ocean needs to heal and have time to heal and regenerate itself. Um, but I love that I've been so educated through you on how I can bring the beneficial elements of the ocean into my life and eat seaweed and other aspects of the ocean, um, that can, you know, feed me what I need, you know, it's really awesome. It's amazing how we've lost, um, that information. Um, Tim Flattery brings it up in his book, Sunlight and Seaweed. If you've not read it, it's fabulous. And, you know, we saw a rise in all these indigenous practices, holistic practices, yoga, Ayurveda, acupuncture, Chinese medicine, Japanese medicine, and philosotherapy fits in that. And he addresses, like, what, what happened? What, why did these medicines go away? And why are we rediscovering them now that our current medical conditions aren't working? And, you know, seaweed was always associated with poor, being very, very poor, especially in Ireland, about famine. Mm -hmm. so, it, so as the next generation came up, we always want to be better than our parents. So everybody looks for innovation and we keep looking for innovation. 
and we've come to a point now where innovation circles all the way around where the old way is the new way. And so we, we used to know all this, you know, seaweed, all this information that we're discovering about feed cow, feed cow seaweed. Oh man, in uh, Ola Mortison's book, he addresses that. The Ireland, Irish used to do that. It was called fodder. They would put it in the cows and, and the sheep's food because it would keep the bacteria down. It would create healthy animals, healthy meat. And then they would excrete into the soil and it would add minerals and nutrients, and it was a closed system. And it's ironic that there's so much news about it and all this money around research. Like, go talk to the Irish. I mean, come on, really. <laughs> so seaweed, you know, we the ancient bathhouses is truly where glass of there began. We don't realize that those were the pharmacies of the day. They were in place because Communities had to be clean and healthy. An epidemic could wipe out an entire tribe, an entire community. So they were in place. They were literally the pharmacies of the day. And they were all ocean communities. And they were all fed with seawater. And they were all had seaweed floating in them. And that was just part of it. And you can still go to the Mediterranean. And ironically, huge. Glassotherapy is at 484 billion dollar market in Europe in the United States it's not even a big enough market to have its own category and that 484 billion dollar market trumps all of the beauty sorry trumps all the beauty in the beauty market in the United States so it's you know thalassotherapy is basically where yoga was in the 60s it's a movement and it's coming that's so cool. yeah that's amazing you know, yoga taught us how to take care of ourselves, and it kind of by-stepped the medical community and took people out of doctor's offices, and it took people out of chiropractor's office. So glassotherapy is a home beauty program that keeps you out of the medi spas, and it keeps you out of the esthetician office because you can have that aha moment. Wow, I can do this myself. And we saw that movement coming with the K-beauty movement. And we can totally think Instagram. Instagram, YouTube, all of a sudden, you could get on YouTube and find out how to do anything, right? Anything. <laughs> so beauty became part of that with the K-beauty movement. All of a sudden, masking and making products and putting them on your face, it became commonplace. And then the next step was brands, beauty brands started having little pieces of equipment. And we saw in the 70s, there was a time when the treadmill only belonged in the clinical setting. And something happened where the treadmill jumped out of the doctor's office and into the living room. So those little pieces of equipment, the little massagers and little misters that we saw come into the marketplace about five to 10 years ago, that was the beginning of the aha moment for women like, wow, I can do this myself. You mean I don't have to pay a professional $200 to massage my face? Wow, what a concept. <laughs> and now, you know, it's coming more and more. Now all of a sudden, the beauty bloggers are all over Instagram, and now the influencers are no longer celebrities. There are these people who are literally using the products. Where we saw the big gripe about celebrities is that football player's not drinking Gatorade. He's just not. 
you know, but he's supporting Gatorade, you know. So now we see, we're starting to see a little bit of truth in advertising with what's happening in Instagram because these bloggers, you're seeing them. They're proving, look at me, I'm using it. Yes, it's fabulous. You know, so we, there's a really big movement coming in beauty. And we can truly thank Instagram for just like bringing exercise, you know, bringing streaming brought exercise home. You didn't have to go to the gym anymore. You clean out a room. All of a sudden, you're a bodybuilder. You know, so we, we see that same thing. It's very exciting for women. It is. It is. Well, I mean, this is a along the lines of beauty becoming a huge movement. There's a lot there a lot of huge potential this is i saw like a forbes article or something like that about um um the kardashian the youngest kardashian or generous she's like the the youngest self-made millionaire um and it's all she's it's all her beauty line it's her makeup line her you know lip kit and all those things and i just was like oh my gosh it's unbelievable she's an instagram star that's how she got her fame is through Instagram. And like you're saying, it's that realness. It's like, well, you want to watch me. I'm beautiful and famous, but also check out my products. They're amazing. And like you say, she's using it. It's like she's putting herself out there. And that is a whole huge new area. So see, you just pointed out a big movement. So the Kardashians, we can thank them because the whole gym movement gave us this awareness that I can take. Look at these athletes. I can be an athlete too. I just have to apply myself. So then when the Kardashians came on scene, all of a sudden these glam, glam, make regular girls realized the beauty was in a bottle and that they could be beautiful too, given the current, what beauty is currently. So it, so it gave just exactly like, you know, sports, seeing sports all over the channels, it gave regular people the permission to do that to get out there and run and so the same thing with instagram it gave the regular girl who didn't feel pretty it gave her tools and it, it's a beautiful thing it's it's it is female empowerment on a different level and it is beautiful yeah. and it'll be very curious to see where it goes mm -hmm. you know we're gonna you know just like when we started exercising we started understanding more about bodies we understand it more, understand more about anatomy. People became more aware, literally, of their being. So what this is going to do, I believe, it's going to make women realize, I was beautiful with or without this makeup. This is just like toys. And, but I'm beautiful no matter what. So I think this, this, this movement, I think it's, I'm curious to see where it comes out the other end. I think it's going to be wonderful for women. Well, and your products, like you say, I mean, this is a huge movement, but your products are what people need. I mean, these products are made with our environment. They, I mean, they're, they give back to our environment. They're a great product. They're not, you know, they're not, like you say, you go a long way to make the packaging, you know, amazing and sustainable. Um, that's a huge deal. Something else about the product that's like unseen, the ninja part of the product. Um, the other thing I'm attempting to dispel, professionals don't use the same products that are available to regular women. Can I say that again? <laughs> Company, it's, it's not the same quality. It's not the same... Um, 
bio-nutrients. It's made very specifically for professionals so they get a better result so their customer can never buy that product and they have to come back to them. Well, I cut that out. Because I hand make everything, the level, like let's talk about deep sea. So this product right here, this is 50% of two, 50-50, two different seaweeds. That level of nutrients in a skincare doesn't exist because it's such an expensive ingredient because it all comes from Korea and um, Korea, Japan, China, and the Philippines because we don't make any extracts in the United States. Wow. Right? We don't make this. So every single company that has extracts in there, it's such a tiny percentage. They save the higher percentage so that they can sell it at such a higher amount to the professionals. So this brand is literally a professional quality direct to women, direct in their homes. Well, and, and clearly more than just women. I mean, Matt, my husband, uses uses a lot of these products. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't mean to alienate women. No, not at all. Not at all. But it is a woman. The beauty line, the beauty world is, is a woman's world. But these products are so great that, you know, Matt uses them. And my 12-year-old son, who's, you know, starting to have some skin things, you know, as he's getting a little bit older, you know, is really loves, loves these products. They make his skin feel amazing. And... I think that, uh, I mean, my perspective as a guy is I've seen so many um, of my mentors go past that 60-year-old point and then have their nose get cancer, like right here. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I I'm, and then they have to get their nose continuously cut. And it's like, there has to be a better way to, to manage our, our, our body you know, in that regard, but then I've learned so much about the way we cleanse and the, the skin is so critically important to the functioning of our body. And, um, and then, and then as you say, like, it is like a gatekeeper. So you offer it and it accepts, um, it's, it's, it, it's really absolutely incredibly powerful. And then, so understanding that we're cleansing through our faces, uh, you know, and other parts of our body. And it's so critical to treat that that um, that gateway into our body and out of our body properly. And I, I also just think that the second you try this, it kind of changes the way you perceive what can happen when you use a product because you're suddenly like, oh, what the heck have I been doing all these years? Because it, it feels so correct that you're like, oh, it just gives you chills, you know what I mean? The correctness of it. <laughs> yeah, it literally pulls years off in, in a couple of weeks. It's pretty amazing. It was profound when I first developed it. I was, you know, that's why everybody I gave it to, they're like, wow, you have to market this. You know, it's, it is. And it, it, again, we can, I talk about in my book, in 2015, there was a, a Nobel Prize awarded to three scientists um, due to the breakthrough on skin, scientific information on skin. And again, it was all a cascade from um, the skin cancer research. You know, just like during our exercise years, you know, we understood, you know, hamstrings finally and obliques and psoases. What are these things? You know, before that, our, our parents didn't really know what those things were. I'm not your generation. My parents didn't know. Maybe yours did. Um, well, now we're finally understanding cell structure 
what what are DNA self-repair mechanisms? How do we continue to make them work? How do we prevent gene mutations? How do we improve uh, protein production? Why does it diminish? Why do we have, um, why does our skin get thin? Why do we lose elasticity? Now these are things that in the next generation because of the what's happening in skin cell research, it's becoming more and more known. Like, you know, your boys will understand what CLOFO is and what is NAD and what is AMP and what is ATM. These are things that will be common to them because they're all totally associated with longevity at the cellular level. And, you know, the reason, you know, this is, this brand is biomimicry at work. You know, the ocean, with everything that we've done to the ocean, it really should be a cesspool. It should be everything that we've done. It knows through that proper balance of salt and plants and vegetation and this, what they seep from them. That's how it takes care of itself. And that's why this is so amazing product because together between the seawater, cleansing the water and you know, salt naturally pulls. Say you, say you have something, that, a splinter, say you have a splinter and you pack it in salt, that salt will pull it out because that's it salt's an extractor. So by using the salt water first, you're gonna cleanse. Every little cell is a little river. It's a little river, so you're gonna cleanse all that water in, the, in that little cell river. Therefore, the seaweed's gonna come in and then it's gonna be receptive to that nutrient. And we saw this happen with the human body. If your colon is not healthy, I don't care how good you eat, your body's not going to absorb those nutrients. Are we in agreement with that? Yeah. Absolutely. That's where our nutrients are absorbed. And if there's issues there, eat great all you want. So, so the same thing. If that cell water is filthy, and this is what this was what James is going through. Just at some point, you know, those cells grow up. You were a big cell. And it's, you know, just creates a whole lot of oil. And the skin doesn't know how to deal with it because it's just so much. And so it's all a matter of getting those natural cell mechanisms in orderly health. We did that with the body already. Now we just need to take that knowledge. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So I wash my face and then I use the microalgae oil, but what should I be doing? Like what should be the... Yeah, do you want to walk us through kind of like the regimen? So what would you start with and that kind of thing? So what you have there, I don't, I don't know if you, if you guys are familiar with Ayurveda, they have like, you know, you start your Ayurveda with your medicine cabinet, your, your Ayurveda medicine cabinet, your very specific... So what you guys have is your thalassotherapy medicine cabinet. Now, they can be used individually, together, or you can cocktail them. Um, so think of this like this is your workout. Once a week, you're going to want to mask. Twice a week to four times a week, you're going to want to bathe. There are very specific things you're going to do every single day. Once or twice a week, you're going to want to do a maybe an oil treatment. So every one of these things you will fit, just like, you know, your diet, it just depends on what you have going on. Like James, for example, James, he shouldn't be anywhere near the oil. You know, I'm sure he doesn't, he doesn't need it. So there's no reason for him where Matt, that's your favorite, right? 
<laughs> everybody in the family is going to use them differently based on their dermal health at the time. Okay? okay. So the C-mist and Vita C are your bare minimums. These are what you're going to use. The C-mist can be missed on first thing in the morning. Um, it can be misted on, I know you don't, I don't think you wear makeup. Um, but it can be missing on over makeup if you use it. It'll set your makeup. It can be used throughout the day. This is your energy drink. When you're feeling dull or you're just feeling like you're not glowing, it's like taking a Red Bull. Just toss it on your skin. Same thing. It's going to pop your skin. It's going to make you glow. Um, so this is once or twice a day or I have some people that just put it in their purse and they carry it with them always. Um, Vita C can be used a couple different ways. Um, it can be used, if you want to make this last, you put it on a wet face. When you, when you use the products on wet skin, it responds one way. If you, if you use it on wet skin, it's all about hydration. That water will pull it in and it'll ultra hydrate your skin. If you put it on dry skin, it's more about masking, tightening, and toning. That makes sense. Oh yeah, I, I I recognize exactly what you're talking about because I've, I've tested them, of course. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then this can be cocktailed with any of the other products. So like for me, um, sometimes I'll put the Vita C in my hand and then I'll put one squirt of oil. And always, and your face care should always, especially when you're dealing with seaweed. This is not where your face stops. It goes all the way down. Because we, just like a bad back, breaks down in a very specific way. So does your face. This, because of all the exposure from the sun, this gets really thin. This begins to drop and pull down on the neck. Then the neck begins to pull down on the rest of the face. Make sense? Yes. Wow. Literally just fall apart. Like this is your shoulders. When we start to lose the muscle right here, it's gonna drop the rest of the face. Just like if you don't stand up tall, drops your, drops your whole, so if this goes, your forehead's gonna go, your eyes are gonna droop. The face is, is very much like a body. So it's like your butt, it's like your hips, it's like your waist, it's like your shoulders, it's like your upper body. So I mean, it's, it's, it all breaks down in a very specific way. And when we start to lose muscle tone, we lose shape. As you turn about 35, just like exercise, up until 35, man, you can wing it, right? But after 35, you've got to kick your ass if you want to maintain those same results. So the face is the same way as, as this starts getting, a, you lose muscle tone and then you gain a little bit of fat in these pockets and you literally lose the shape of your face. And that's why little massage tools are really nice because it maintains that muscle, uh, maintains muscle mass, it maintains elasticity, thickness of skin, all the things that we know about the rest of the body, th there's nothing special about this. It's just, it's our face. So whenever you engage in this, it's always, it should always include the neck and the chest and especially everybody, but your thyroid's right here. And seaweed is the number one, you know this, I'm sorry. Seaweed is the number one delivery mechanism for iodine. And we, we can't digest iodine, it needs to be taken in through our dermal system. That's why baths, seaweed baths are so great. 
So, you, so this is a wonderful protection against breast cancer. Because breast cancer, lack of iodine, thyroid, and breast cancer, they're like a perfect little storm. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so there's that. So that's these together, the whole face. Now, deep C is, so, so think of Vita C as your smoothie. So, you know, you've got the good stuff. It tastes kind of sweet. It's really, but this is your green drink. This is like just the greens. So this is, can be stacked as a mask. Our products are good in bed. So give us a mask and you can leave it on overnight. And then you wake up, mist, comes back to life, put it in, ready to go. So with your masks, I mean, both of these, the, the Vita C and the Deep C can be used as a mask product. Mm -hmm. Yes. But there's no, no necessary, you don't have to wash it off, am I right? Yeah. Exactly. It'll flake. If you put it on too thick, it'll flake a little, mm -hmm. which just means all you have to do is just add some more water and the, the little whiteness and the flakiness will go away. But the nature of the seaweed is alginate-based. And alginates in everything. It's 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 very viscous. It's like a jello. So if you put it on too thick, you will start to see little bitty crusties. Okay. Not really that big deal. I'll just wet your hand and it goes away. Amazing. Um, so deep sea is for your concerns. It's for a mask, but it's also for your concerns. I like to think of it like this: um, the infinity right here, mm. here. And then down into here. That's for women my age and a little younger. Those are your biggest concerns. It picks up the eyes, keeps these muscles nice and strong. Um, and it keeps, because you said, you know, the nose. For women, we get this. It gets wider and we kind of lose the tip because this drops, because this all starts to drop, and we just kind of lose our nose. So when women get Botox, it picks their nose back up. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> yes. And now deep sea. So this makes a wonderful um, cocktail with the algae oil. And it's a great, like if you, extra moisture, if you want to leave that over overnight. And it will, when you put the algae oil in this, um, it doesn't get so crusty. It's okay. a little softer and a little moister. Okay. Um, so this is, this is going to depend like this is what James should be using. Okay. And he can just pop it on any little areas. Okay. These are going to be his two best friends. Okay. Um, he can use the salt scrub once a week as long as he is sure to follow it with this okay. to make sure there's no residual oil left because the salt is tremendous for it. Okay. Wonderful. Wow. He shouldn't necessarily stay away from this. He should absolutely stay away from this. Okay. Um, now, I would like to really address the beauty of this. One of my dear yoga students, who I'm sure will watch this, um, she left a really cute review and she's like, where's the gallon? I want to spread this stuff all over my body. <laughs> so the beauty of thalassotherapy and the beauty of this line is within this bag, is all the raw ingredients that it took to make these. This is not only a gallon of these, it's a whole bathtub of these. 
Do you make that connection? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And the beauty of this is this is a zero waste part of the process product. So some of the seaweed that was in here is what I used to make my extracts to make this. So the seaweed is slipped over and then goes out and dries in the sun and then it gets chopped up and it gets put into here. So are you telling me you actually make the extracts that go into this? Yeah. So yes. well, you made all your products, but then but you had mentioned that all the extracts come from, you know, the, the Far East. And, yes. But you make all of your own. I just wanted to clarify that. So all of those yes. things, you're going out and you're collecting everything yes. for each part. The beginning... This is, these are just sea vegetables. It's just sea vegetables. So this is a red seaweed. Um, this is our secret weapon. This one only grows um, about 10 meters out and it grows on the side of the rock that gets hit really hard by waves. So I can only collect this on super, super low tides. And it's a little treacherous to get it sometimes. Um, but I go and I watch them grow and I know when they're ready. Um, and then here is, here's the macrocystis. This is the typical seaweed that we just see. This is an, well, and I also must point out, not only do I make my own, all of these products are native, indigenous, California seaweeds. And that matters. Yes, it does. So we're only taking what nature already has an abundance of, and I'm going and picking roses. I'm just taking a few and I'm taking them in a way that's responsible. So I know how to process, that's a brown. So just like fruits and vegetables, you know, you process broccoli to get the juice one way and you squish an apple to get its juice another way. So I know how to, I know how to process all these. So this is, this is, you can see a little bit of filament down at the bottom. It's still, um, this is preserved and it's still um, separating. And then this is the same thing, the next step, which I use, I use butterfly pea flowers. Yes. In the sweet pea flower, yes. Um, I do have to use a little bit of food coloring. I use, um, I use food grade food coloring made for the cosmetic industry because this isn't a stable color unfortunately it's very susceptible to light and heat um so i found that balance to where i don't have to use very much color in it at all most of it's natural so yes i make this is a sea to skin product my seaweeds are caught in the ocean washed in the ocean and dried in the sun so that way they maintain their minerals um, and they get, you know, the beauty of the sun, and it doesn't require any extra inputs. So this little bag, this little bag is completely handmade, and it, nothing in here touched a piece of equipment. Everything's either chopped or cut or something like that. Yes. Wow. It's very, very mindful. And, right, right. And so, so just to, to, to repeat and clarify, so this is all the waste product from the processing of the main line. So in other words, you took what was left over and turned it into not just an, like uh, another product, but a superb 
Like, like, and it's not, it's not just like an amendment. It, it goes right back into the core modality that began the whole thought. How did this begin for you? Were, was someone like, I need to get you in a bathtub and you're like, excuse me? <laughs> no, I just, I moved, I moved to Santa Barbara and I just fell in love with the ocean and I just spent a lot of time there and I just started playing with seaweed and researching it. And before I know it, I was in the kitchen cooking with it, which, you know, I, I must say, I don't mind eating seaweed, but my, the bath is my favorite way to engage in it. I like eating seaweed, but um, I, I really got all tied up into how can I use it on my body because I saw right away the benefits. And the first time I took a bath with seaweed, it was just all over. You know, wow. this, this, was, this is where it all began, this product, this one. And then everybody's like, you have to bottle it. And then here we go. And then like, you know, it just, it just grew. And it's not products coming out. Um, I have a whole entire professional line. that oh, wow. is the home professional line because the whole entire line is going to have the next size so that you can fill, refill these at home yourself so that you feel like a professional. Here's your, here's your little back bar. And then you have your pretty little bottles that you go and you fill your bottles up and you put that on your counter like your little jewelry. So this will have a complete refill system to minimize how much you're bringing into the home. That's amazing. Well, and I was just going to say what I love about these little bags is that not only do they feel amazing, but you can use them multiple times. Yes. And I must say, as I'm on the website, I should tell you guys to, when in between you can freeze them. Toss them in your freezer because this is just exact. I mean, it's a fresh vegetable. So after three days, if you don't use it and it doesn't dry, especially where you guys are, where it's cold, um, it'll go bad. So after you use it, squeeze it out in your bathtub, put it in a bag, or just toss it in your freezer, and then it's ready to go. And by getting by freezing it, you're going to put more moisture in it, and it'll make it last twice as long. You should really be able to get like 12 uses out of this. Oh, wow. That's incredible. And then when you open it up, when it's done, put it in your compost bin. Oh, yeah. And these little bags make great seed collectors. Yes, they do. <laughs> so you were telling me earlier about Epsom salt in a bath and how it's grounding. Well, I was told by um, my naturopath this morning that if you're having, if you're feeling kind of electrically charged, you know, I was saying sometimes I seem to have carry an electric current or something. And when I touch things, I kind of shock things. And she was telling me, take a bath with Epsom salt. It will, it will take, you know, it will basically act as the negative uh, charge or negative ion to, um, make that electricity kind of go away and balance you out. And I thought that was very fascinating because that's something I, I've struggled with. And from a medical standpoint, um, you're balancing the nervous system. You kind of, when you feel that way, you kind of have like a hyperactive nervous system. And it feels like, it feels like you're charged, like you're, you're, you're ready to go anytime. And um, by taking a bath and balancing the minerals in the body, you're, you're just completely calming down the nervous system. And, and that's the beauty of thalassotherapy. I mean, this is all detoxifying, but the whole concept of it happens in a non-stressful environment. And most detoxification is pretty stressful, and normally it has something to do with self-deprivation of some kind. Mm. 
the idea that you can hop in a bath, have a glass of tea, have a little music, light your candles, and hey, you're detoxing. That's mm -hmm. amazing. So, so yeah, she's right. Because the one product that's missing that's almost done is for the whole system to be complete, um, you should have, you still have a salt product too for bath. And exactly like, you know, bathing's a therapy. And for me personally, one day I take a seaweed, one day I'll take a red seaweed bath. Next day I'll take a salt bath. Next day I'll take a brown seaweed bath. Next day maybe I'll take a diatomaceous earth bath. Next day a salt bath. Maybe the next day I'll take a pearl powder bath. Those are all of those elements that are, are offering us real dense nutrients in a way that's totally detoxifying. Whoa. We, you, can, you can rotate those ocean ingredients into your bath the same way that we do with um, our food and our diet. So what's pearl powder? Is that this? No, no. Pearl powder is in the, um, in the brush you have. Okay, right here, the zinc. Yes, pearl powder. Pearl powder is a natural, um, unfortunately, a lot of things we can't claim because, you know, it's just known through history and until science proves that we can't claim it. But how zinc works, zinc is little tiny pieces of specks of um, metal, aluminum, which is why it was bad for the ocean, right? So it gets on your skin and it literally reflects the sun away. That's the whole concept of sunscreen. Well, mother of pearl is that. It is reflective. It is, shells are reflective. So mother of pearl, when you say pearl powder, it's typically mother of pearl. It's not the actual little bitty pearls. It's what grows those pearls. So by using pearl powder, and there's lots of research, unfortunately, it's ancient research. Um, by using pearl powder, you're literally putting a shell on your face, and it's reflecting the sun away. Wow. Yeah, and I don't know if you've used this. This is also for women, well, for anybody. It's a, it's a, um, it's a wonderful uh, foundation replacer. It's, a, it's literally an eraser. And it, this has diatomaceous earth, pearl powder, and fine ground salt, and a little bit of zinc. Wow. But a natural, it's not, it's not, um, it's safe reef. Reef is safe. Wow. So it's, it's the CUV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's before the labels were done, the labels are now complete. And but I don't like the brush, so I'm not sure what's going to happen with this. I don't like the brush. Um, I was told it had to be in a brush. I feel it should be in a jar. Every woman already has a brush. This is too much plastic. It could be in a jar. Yeah, this is too much plastic for me. It won't come out in this. I like this. I like the aspect that I could stick this in my purse. You know, that's what I like about this. It's kind of on the go for me. It's for someone that's had skin cancer so many times. Like having protection constantly is something that I love. So I like that this is on the go, but for at the home, a jar would be like... Yeah, so I'll probably have both. I've already had some issues with these brushes, which is a brand developer. It's like, that's beyond my control. Right, right. Everything else, but I can't control when something like that doesn't work. Absolutely. Why do you pick up the cleanser? Let's talk about the cleanser. And that already has a new packaging. Okay. Um, I have a slip top that so that's I don't I don't like that that's a plastic either. That little bottle is really cool, and you guys can use it again and again. Yeah. But I, I, as a brand, I cannot come out in plastic with that. I just can't. Um, so it'll have a slip top. 
But this is an eco cleanser. It's water free. It's so cool. I love that. In this little, is this the same amount that you have there? This is half ounce, which is what the, there is about 12 bars of soap in here. If you use too much, you won't get lather. So the whole concept of this, and they're really, they're, um, if you guys are consumers at all, you, in, if you look, you, these are a huge movement. Um, they're called grains, typically, um, powdered cleansers and grains. It's a huge movement in the, in the um, beauty industry, and the K-beauty industry is what brought it. So the whole concept of this is you, you're already washing your face. Your hands are already wet. Your face is already wet, so why have a wet cleanser? So you just put a little tiny bit in wet palms, and you lather it up and wash your face. Wow. And the, the, least you, the less you use, the better. If you use too much, you're going to get a paste. Do you, I mean, when I grew up, I mean, I remember when we had powdered soaps. Yeah. I, and I, I, I haven't thought about that in years since childhood, but I remember the powdered soap. That is so cool. Those old ideas are becoming yeah. new again. Yeah. yeah, I almost put it on a rope. I got really close. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I I'm like, no, no, it's wonderful. This is a fabulous cleanser. It's got a wonderful base. Whenever you come out with a powder product, it doesn't have to have preservatives in it, which makes it an even safer product because the consumers are adding the water, which is where the bacteria will come out. So this is the base of this is rice powder, coconut powder, which you can smell coconut in it when you use it, um, and a very safe surfactant. It's a powder surfactant that's very safe for super sensitive skin. Wow. That reminds me of the whole um, toothpaste movement switching to tooth tablets where they're literally just putting a tablet on and chewing it up and doing it. Yes. So practical. Mm -hmm. I've been making my own for a long time. Really? Could you share with us how you do that? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, the bamboo salt is part of it. So um, diatomaceous herbs, um, baking cornstarch. Baking soda. I'll send you the recipe, but diatomaceous herbs, um, a little bit of Bennington clay, um, coconut oil. I put this in a coffee grinder, the, um, the bamboo salt. I put it in a coffee grinder, put a teaspoon of that in, and then salt. I'll send you my recipe. I have made my own for so long. I make my own laundry detergent. I make my own. I make everything. So when, when did the when did that? Because this is, to me, this is the one of the most fascinating aspects. Is that at, at some point you just decided to make things? Because I remember as a kid making oh. things, I thought it was fun and cool. But I got so much trouble for it that I just stopped at a certain point mixing things. And and I worked in a kitchen and I love cooking and making things, but I never like just thought of like experimenting. And you've discovered so much through your you know, your laboratory work. Well, you know, it goes back to you asking me, where did this start? So, you know, as consumers, we hear so much out there, people complaining about what's in products. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and for me, it started like my babies, I made all their food. They never ate a jar of food. They never, you know, to me, if you want to have power on your health, make everything. <laughs> If you don't like what's in products, make it yourself. It's, it's very simple. And when I started having to really, when age started coming my way and I found myself standing in front of the beauty counter, I was appalled. 
as a yogi, as an Ayurveda practitioner, as somebody who was very careful of what I put in my mouth, all of a sudden I couldn't be careful of what I put on my skin. And I couldn't understand. It made no sense to me. So the only solution to me was, use my language, fuck this, I'm going to make it myself. You know, and I just start, and when you take that, take that mystery out of things and you knock people off of a pedestal that you put them on, you realize you can do pretty much what they're doing. And with the beauty of the internet and YouTube, all the information's there. It's all there. And I would much rather take the time to figure out how to make my life better through making my own personal goods, my own everything that touches me, than to complain about what's on the market. So this, this brand was developed, sorry, Matt, but this brand was developed for the love of women everywhere. When I hit a certain age, I grew up very, very poor. And it never made sense to me why health and beauty belonged to the rich. And I wanted to put it back into the hands of women. Because the age, but for women, the age between 35 and 40 is, holy shit, that is the scariest time in our life. We don't look so good, makes us not feel so good, therefore we choose to disengage. It's a lot easier than handling all that emotional backlash of what society says is beautiful right now. Yeah, or insurity of, like you say, you go to the makeup counter or the store and you're like, what do I even do? Like, what do I start? Like, how do I, and then what, you know, what are in these products? And it's like overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Very overwhelming, yes. Yeah. You know, when you're a person of, who reads the back of food labels, and all of a sudden you start reading the back of personal care labels, you're like, whoa. What are these ingredients, and why are there so many of them? <laughs> you know, we saw, we saw this, we're, we're seeing this movement. We saw it in food, this clean food movement where, you know, all of a sudden, Farmers markets were everywhere and people were cooking for themselves and it really mattered. That same movement's jumping into personal care. It's happening. People are reading the back of the labels. They do care about the plant-based cosmetics, plant-based skincare, plant-based personal, because we're taking, and it, it'll be your, your boys, you know, what we, what we started through food, it's going to travel all the way through and it may take 10 years, but Pretty soon, those labels will start shortening, and those companies that are making stuff that's not good, they will be forced off the marketplace because the truth is coming. It's coming. Absolutely. So I have one other product I felt. Well, there's a couple more that we haven't talked about, but this one that um, was a newer product, the Sea Firm. So it's for your breast health. So explain this product to me because it's not in your you know, your online description um, and stuff and information I have. So I wanted to know more about that. So that goes right along with the brand being built for the love of women. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, intimate beauty is not something we really talk about. Um, it's either have it or you don't, and when it's gone, it's gone and you can't tell anybody, you know, and things happen to a woman's body as we get older and we really don't have, you know, it's really not a conversation. And so I wanted to create something um, for women to help enhance other parts of their body, you know, to be 
just to be quite blunt, if this tightens your face, mm -hmm. and if this makes your face beautiful, is the skin on your face any different than the skin on your breasts? So common sense would say that if you take this product down in other parts of your body, then it's going to enhance. And, and what that is going to do, it's going to increase confidence. And my very favorite word, it's going to help women with nude ability. <laughs> you know, we lose that as we get older, you know, and when you start not feeling good, man, it's, you know, when you hit a certain age, you just don't look in the mirror anymore. You walk past it. And where women typically notice the first place they're getting old, once they really start skipping the mirror, is the backs of our hands. Because you can't skip that. You can't not look at that. And, you know, women, I, I wanted to create a, a product to really, really help women feel more beautiful. And we will eventually have a full intimate line. And I have a video that I've been sitting on for about four years. It's called Boober Size. It's all about breast health. It's an exercise video. It's a cartoon. And how do women, and it's ancient, they're ancient techniques. These were, these were once known. Our whole entire reproductive system is connected. If you have bad breast health, you're probably going to have bad reproductive health. It's a closed system. So it's very important that, you know, we can prevent breast health. We can prevent breast cancer if we take it into our own hands. <laughs> so that product is in final. Um, I don't like the name. So I'm, I might do a contest to see a better name. But um, I don't like the name. But that's out for testing. It's in R&D right now. Awesome. So I have that product. I have a moisturizer that's coming out too. Okay, so the application, explain to me the application of it. Just You would just, once a day, use it? Mm -hmm. okay. After bath is the best. Okay. Because your skin is warm, and, it, and, and um, it'll assimilate better into the body, especially if you take a bath with this, because you'll have a certain level of, level of minerals on your body still, so it will really enhance the treatment. Because really the idea of using these together, this is great. And this is great, and this is great. But if you use them together, there's a synergy here. You know, it's like getting that green drink just right. There's a synergy there. So that has a tremendous synergy with um, with bath and being having the minerals on you. And because I had to pick an area, yes, it's for the breast, but it's for everything. It's for everything to keep everything tight and toned and firm and to maintain confidence. It's the main thing that product is for is to give confidence back to beautiful women. It goes beyond, you know, wearing a cute bra and underwear or, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, that's such a yeah. huge industry already. You go out and you buy the cute bra and underwear or something that makes you feel beautiful, you know, but this is beyond that. It's taking, you know, back your own body, your own skin. You don't need that beautiful bra to make you feel beautiful and I love that so that's it I love that product I'm gonna test it out now that I'm sure how to use it so wonderful, wonderful. nice so you hinted at that there's even more coming so there's going to be an intimate line is there is there because you you keep it sounds like you just have an entire lifestyle where you've gone through every like the the detergent the teeth yeah are you gonna just keep you know, retraining us as you go. This is amazing. Muscle <laughs> <laughs> therapy, think of it just like yoga. You can do a class like this, missed it on, just go do a class. 
or you can develop a home practice, mm. right? And use all these every day in my own sequence, or you can become a full-blown yogi and have a lifestyle, right? Mm. So the lasso therapy is the same way. You can just engage in it on occasion. Sure, it's totally going to enhance your health. You can create you can create rituals and routines to where your beauty is actually a practice for you. No different than you have an exercise practice. You mask a certain time. You take your seaweed baths a certain amount a month. You go to the beach every so often, which then we start getting into lifestyle. How do you engage in the thalassotherapy lifestyle? Then we start getting into calorie restriction mimicking. Then we start getting into wellness travel, day tripping, and actually getting it into your life. Um, your diet, like I drink miso soup. That's part of my routine. I wake up every morning and miso soup is how I get my mushrooms, my seaweeds, all of those wonderful longevity tools. I put my folk tea in it. I have all, so that's my morning medicine. And that's part of my lifestyle as a thalasso therapist, as a thalasso, uh, a thalassophile, I guess. And because of where I live, it's also part of my lifestyle. I walk at the beach on a regular basis. Um, it's been raining, but as soon as I can, I'm going to be back in the water. You know, it's, it's to, just like yoga, just like an athlete. You can just go to the gym or you can be a full-blown athlete. The choice is yours. So this is the same way. And the way to look at this, this all has everything to do with longevity and aging well. Not well is in maintaining wellness as you age, not giving in to those detrimental changes that we call growing old. The lasso therapy reveals that aging is not a passive process. We used to think health was a passive, passive process. You either were healthy or you weren't. There was a time that women were considered, oh, she's fragile. Oh, she's fragile. And we learned, wow, we can, you know, longevity is, longevity is, is part of this system. It's all about how do we maintain ourselves? How do we skip detrimental changes? How do we skip cognitive disorders? All of these things that make the end of life pretty freaking miserable. Mm. You know, something about the intermittent fasting that, that, that might, might tie into this. Um, do you think that the intermittent fasting helps with the uptake through the skin by allowing the body to be like, you need nutrition other ways? Because I know when you're switching to keto, our bodies, most of us are sugar burners and switching to fat burning is difficult. And it takes this like like it's like starting an engine, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's trying to figure out the new combination of fuel. And I, I, I don't know, but I know that when I start my day and I don't eat until like 11 or 12 or even sometimes the afternoon, um, I just have like this, just this clarity to my day. And it's like, I'm taking in plenty of water. I'm taking in plenty of supplements and spirulina and all that. So yeah, I'm just wondering if it's if it's kickstarting other processes in the body. It's yes, it is. It's letting the body do its healing processes. You know, when someone said this once and it was great. Car restriction mimicking, think of it like this, and think of the way we eat our diet now. Imagine having 
a load of clothes in your washer and every 10 minutes you go put more dirty clothes in, you go put more dirty, you're going to continue to spoil that load and spoil that load and spoil that load. So the beauty of tie restriction mimicking if done super slowly, you just add those nutrients. The body will reset. It will reset because what it's doing is it's fixing those nutrient sensors and in, in uh, calorie restriction mimicking, they call it anti-aging pathways. These things that get in the way of the body performing at optimal levels, at full homeostasis. You know, and that's when we get G mutations and that's when we get diabetes because diabetes is all about that cascade of the nutrient sensor not working and it's not triggering the insulin to release what it needs to. So then the body goes through this weird blood intake, blood sugars. And those are all anti-aging blocks. They keep us from aging well, diabetes. And it all has to do with the way the body processes the nutrients at the nutrient sensor level. And the focus that you're talking about too, when you engage in calorie restriction mimicking, you're not bombarding the roof of your mouth, which is, that's the floor of the brain. So when you engage in calorie restriction mimicking, you're literally giving your brain a chance to relax, calm, and think. And that's what meditation is all about. Mm. I've, I've noticed when I've done um, the fasting, you know, but still using the spirulina, I mean, when I eat, um, this is probably something my body's going through right now, but when I eat, it makes me tired and not, it doesn't matter what I eat. It's just my, something's in my stomach and I'm processing that. But when I am fasting and just drinking water and taking the spirulina, I definitely don't have that tired effect. It doesn't seem to slow me down. You know, I, it, it's like, it gives me just what I need and I'm able to keep going. You don't have the dips. You don't have the nutrient dips. It's Absolutely. Almost like it's time released. Yeah. The body does. The body you know, we crawled out of the ocean, the body, you know, and you engage in that calorie restriction mimicking, you know, the blue whale is the biggest on the planet, right? And he lives on plankton. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the further away you get from the food and the closer, you know, you get more into the spirulina and the chlorella and the bamboo salt, it is just, just the body just resets and resets and it fixes itself. And it's all tumor suppressive and, you know, the whole anti-cancer process of like killing those gene mutations and getting the DNA self-repair mechanisms kickstarting back again, you know? So it's, it's, it's almost just like a killer mechanic, you know, just getting in there and just doing what it needs to do when you get that garbage out of the way. Right. Let's talk about that bamboo, that bamboo salt. This, this is a really, really interesting thing. When I first started using it, I mean, it was kind of surprising and like, whoa, but very, very quickly, my body just began to recognize it and crave it. And so I would, I would want to have the bamboo salt often. So tell us more about what it is and why it's part of the loss of therapy. So this is, I'll try not to get real woo-woo. <laughs> um, this is true energy medicine. So bamboo salt, um, it's, it's about as old as yoga, and it comes from Korea where the monks took the Korean sea salt and they shoved it in three-year-old stalks of bamboo and they closed the end with volcanic clay. Then they put it through nine times, this is nine time roasted, um, 
1300 degrees. In that process, it went through a molecular shift. Obviously, it's going to melt. It's going to melt. So then it it's just these sheets, these sheets. Um, and it goes through molecular shift. And then they break it. And you never know what, what color it's going to be. Sometimes it's dark. Sometimes it's light. Normal sea salt is positive. This is a negative ion. This is the equivalent of putting infrared directly in your body. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. I had no idea. For a minute, I figured you would get that. Um, on a spiritual level, it's really interesting, this purple stuff that's hitting the marketplace from Asia. I think it's very interesting that things come around when we spiritually need things. Very interesting. Um, but the bamboo salt, the Koreans used to call it tooth soap because they used to wash their teeth just like we wash our body. They didn't brush their teeth, they put tooth soap in their mouth. Cleanses the mouth, um, remineralizes the teeth, reverses gingivitis, it makes your gums pink again, and it just revitalizes the whole mouth. Now, obviously, it's gonna go up through the roof of the mouth. It's going to eyes, ears, nose, throat. Everything here up is what it's going to help fix. Vision, hearing, smelling, tasting, and brain function. Um, I personally, I take this. This is part of, these two go together. When you engage in calorie restriction mimicking for a while, you start to recognize the tastes and the reason we get those tastes that come up through our mouth throughout the day, you become aware. You either go for what, eventually you don't reach for food first. You realize, wow, you make that connection. I'm not hungry, I'm missing nutrients. And this intuitive thing, I'll naturally either go for this or I'll go for this way before I go through food, go, go for food because that's just where I'm at in my calorie restriction journey. So I just intuitively at this point when my taste throughout the day comes to my mouth, I just pop this in, gives me the minerals I'm missing, cleanses my mouth, recharges my brain. Um, so life is better when taken with a grain of salt. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. So that's all it takes. It literally just takes a couple grains. You put it in your mouth. You let it, just like um, coconut pulling. The, um, oil I, pulling. Yes, oil pulling. I pull with this. Um, maybe once or twice a week, I'll just put a ton in my mouth, put some water in, and I'll just go to town, and I'll just pull it. Um, I let it stay in my mouth for a certain amount of time um, until I feel like it's time, and then I'll drink it. Then I'll drink water. The water becomes a carrier for what's in here to the body, and then it provides the body what it needs. But more than anything, this is brain foods, right? It's called, it's called, I don't know if you have the label on it. It's called brain grains. Not yet. <laughs> it's brain grains. Awesome. Um, this improves focus, memory, recall, all of those things that we think are common with growing old. So it's amazing how it helps with, um, I had an 80 year old student who took this and she called me one day and she's like, Antoinette, it's a miracle. 
She's like, I know I locked my house. I know my keys are in my car. I don't second guess myself anymore. And for her, it changed her life. And I personally, I have these little bottles everywhere. And every little bag I take, it's in my car. I could live without food before I could live without this. If I went somewhere and I had food, but I didn't have this, I would panic. Oh, if I went somewhere and had this and I didn't have food, I'll eat a piece of grass. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> this is, these have become my lifeline. Um, I think about a, a, a couple weeks ago, I woke up and I got super busy and it never happens for whatever reason. I didn't pop these in my mouth like I normally do in the morning. And a couple hours later, I'm like, I don't know what is wrong with me. And then it hit me. I didn't take them. I was tired. I was groggy. I was all of those things that I used to. It, it brought me back. And I remembered, wow, that's what it used to be like. Mm. So those two are, they absolutely go hand in hand. Awesome. So throughout the day, I probably take this about four or five times a day, depending if I'm really, I'll take this before meditation. I'll pop five or six of these before I do any serious physical activity. Wow. Um, they go hand in hand with my, um, my um, exercise. That's amazing. We talked oh, a lot. I'm so Oliver. sorry. Oh, no, this is amazing. Yes. Oliver will literally come in. He won't say anything. He'll just come and He's our eight-year-old. And take, yeah. take a, little, a little bit of salt and just put it in. And then walk right back out. He yeah. loves it so much. Yeah. We need the sulfur that's in this. We need it. It's very, very important. That was, that was the shocking aspect when I first <laughs> tried it. I mean, it's like you taste it and you're kind of like, what am I sucking on? This does not seem like salt. You know what I mean? It's kind of, but it's, it is a sulfury, agey kind of a, an experience at first, but you really, your body loves it and you grow to love it. Like you say, you get the taste for it and then you want it in your mouth. <laughs> so... Yeah, you have an equivalent too. There's this called black salt, and it's 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 equivalent. Um, I don't know what their process is, but this is coming across the market more and more. We're starting to realize that you know, salt got such a, such a bad rep, but that's processed salt. Right, processed food is bad too. So of course, processed salt's going to be bad. So these medicinal salts are coming across very very beneficial. That's it's so the light keepers that are going to get this. It's the light keepers that will be there when they. This is this this stuff isn't coming. It's, it's timing is perfect. Timing is perfect. You know, I feel like so many of us are feeling like this is a and and it it, it not isn't a feeling it's true this is a cusp moment in all time in all human history yeah. and everyone is beginning to just recognize that and it's it well it feels like there there's people who just recognize it and there are people that don't you know what i mean and it seems like increasingly every single day there are more people that are just realizing that the way things were is is like an illusion and it's like all those illusions are falling away and a great truth and realization is coming, but it, but it feels like we're just starting to hint at it here and there and people are creating and, and what it is, is becoming this lifestyle. Like, like you said, you can go deeper and deeper and suddenly becomes, you know, 
that you're a, a yogi, but I think that all of us need to find whatever that is in our lives, that deeper discipline, that deeper path. Um, and it's healing our souls, it's healing our bodies, it's healing our communities and our environment, but it's all one thing. Yeah. And I really feel that, that this is a linchpin in that. And it's funny, we didn't even talk about how this, you know, just relates to all of the regenerating of the ocean. Right. Because um, just to, 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 you know, give some insight into the, to, to the audience, you know, I didn't know anything about the ocean. And um, I mean, I knew some things like school things. So in other words, nothing. Um, and, and I realized like permaculture really just didn't even approach, not even address, didn't even approach the ocean. And so it started this whole process of, of really examining and research. And I was so lucky to, to meet you and to be educated by you on all of all these different regenerative aspects, because I was just going off of what I could find, which was limited. And you were able to point me to so many deeper modalities and also just kind of travel with, uh, with me through that. So without, without your help, I would not have my understanding. We would not have been able to communicate to so many people all over the world that we can regenerate the oceans, that the coasts are the linchpin for our interaction, that creating products like these as part of that regenerative movement is necessary. It's not even like a fun thing that's just here to make us healthy. This is like a critical linchpin in the process of healing the oceans, as we heal our soils, as we heal ourselves, all in one. Like you said, this all goes in the compost. So everything that comes out of that ocean goes right back into the soil, which is where those nutrients and minerals originated. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're definitely coming into a circular economy. You know, I love it. I don't know if you've read um, Joe Quirk's book, Seasteading. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I love how he addresses how our green movement you know, taught us the need to protect, but now our blue movement, we need to regenerate, we need to restore, we need to fix. And we really, you know, we have our ocean farm and it's, it's there's no money in benevolence. Mm. You cannot monetize benevolence. And you have to create brands and put this in consumers' hands and give them an opportunity to help in a whole new way. Yeah. Impact brands on a mission, wow. So much, if we can connect with customers in a way, connect them with social issues and environmental issues that we can address through consumer goods because we're so attached to consumer goods. So how can we get directly connect that to our social issues? Because this, these are social issues and how do consumers get involved? How, you know, you look at the O's, you hear all these reports. Wow, it's such a mess. Wow, we only have 15 years. What are we gonna do? You know, and it's, it's scary. And there are brands out there, you, um, regenerative entrepreneurs who, that's our whole life. We, we wake up and we breathe and we eat this stuff. That's it. That's all we do. And you have that pulling like a heart. Like, I can't do more. Like, I gotta do more. I can't. I gotta, but I can't. And, you know, it's driving. And I think more and more people are coming into that arena. We can't just sit on our couches and watch TV anymore. Just, it was fun when we could do that, but we just can't. I'm short, and the damage is huge.
So where should people go to learn more and participate? Ah, Amasi Beauty. Um, more blogs coming up. I'll be more blogging more. We've got an Instagram. Honesty Beauty, uh, but they can also contact me. I have a book on Amazon. More than happy to send anybody a download so they can truly understand thalassotherapy and how it truly connects to environmental health and how thalassotherapy is an environmental solution for beauty that turns directly to nature's environment. Amazing. Going to the beach is engaging in thalassotherapy. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> the surfers don't know that they're the lasso therapists. They don't know. They are. Surfers, boaters, fishers, fishermen, all of them. Perfect. Thank you so much for educating us. Oh, thank you, Carl. You look great. Nice chatting with you. And I hope to see you soon. Hope to bring you to Santa Barbara. <laughs>